Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. We've got a dozen games on the slate tonight in the NBA, coming off a nice victorious night with our members. Cashed both lineups on FanDuel with uh, the hybrid lineups that we gave out. GPP lineup came up a little bit short, but then over on DraftKings, the clipboard cashed. So, Coach, the big question, as always, are you ready to do it again? I am ready, and I am fired up. You know me. Anytime it's over 10 games, I, that's my sweet spot. Most people bellyache. You know, it's it's too many games, too much confusion, and that's that's what I thrive on. So 12 games, man, that's right up my alley. I'm ready to, to just crush this. Yeah, I, I like the shorter slates, three to five games. So we're going to lean on you today and uh, and ride it to some uh, some big W's. So hey, let's I'm get ready. after it. Yeah, and so uh, we're going to have some fun with this 12-game slate. And at the end, we are going to build a two-brains-are-better-than-one lineup on FanDuel that you can use. It's going to be a GPP build. So we're going to work towards that throughout the show, go game by game as we always do. And on this 12-game slate, we have seven of the 24 teams involved in a back-to-back. Only yeah. one total over the magic number of 230 on betus.com.pa. There are three other games at 228 that I like. So we have a, yeah. a, a handful of games to target, and we certainly have to narrow it down with 12 on the slate. We cannot possibly take one player from each game. So nope. here Very we go, picky Coach. picky today. I'm ready. Very picky. All right, game one, <laughs> Indiana and Charlotte. The first game at 7 o'clock Eastern. Pacers favored by 2 over under 220. Big news here, we've got Sabonis questionable on the Pacers' side. Right. And everybody else good to go. So start it off for us. Well, I mean, the Sabonis news is key, as we know. I mean, he left that last game with an ankle injury and did not return, and he had an MRI. So they thought it was serious. But all of a sudden, boom, he's he's on the list. I I find it hard to believe he'd be back this quickly with that severe of an ankle. But we'll see what the news is. But I'm going to you know talk about this game and just assume he's going to be out, which I don't have any news on. Um, right now, you know, as far as 219 and a half, not a 220, that number is not that great. Uh, but uh, there are some players here we have to discuss. Uh, first of all, the defensive efficiency in this game is Indiana is 11th and Charlotte is 13th. So not bad on the defensive side and nothing to write home about uh, on the pace. Indiana being 15th and Charlotte 20th, so a little bit below average on the pace there. The good thing is with this tight spread of one or two points uh, as Indiana favored on the road, um, you know, it could be extended minutes for guys because uh, of the close uh, tight-knit game here. So a couple of people to discuss real quickly, you know, if um, Sabonis sits, I do think it opens up more for Turner. I think he's at least in the conversation. He's not somebody I like to uh, roster a lot, but you know they played Goga last last time uh, it, with Sabonis out, so it's you know a lot more will fall on Turner's shoulders. He can score at times. Obviously, his uh, uh, blocks are a huge plus, and. Uh, you know, we'll see usage-wise and 
rebound efficiency with Sabonis off the floor is high. So Turner's in my player pool, not a, a lock and load by any stretch. Um, other than that, with Indiana, you know, I always love Brogdon, but I just his price is prohibitive in this game. On the Charlotte side, you know, I just I can't get away from not wanting to roster the you know the three guard rotation that they have. Lamelo's minutes have actually shrunk lately, but they'll probably try to get him back up because it's not that he's playing poorly. It's just, you know, they have Deontay and, and they have, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Rogier. Rogier and Graham. Yeah. yeah, and Graham. So they're they're all uh, taking minutes and splitting time. And then as far as the bigs go, it's just, you know, there's a, it's a waste of time to me. One thing I will say, that one value guy from this game, and I'll, I'm interested to get your take, and it's it's not an overreaction from his last game. It's just he's that good. And if he gets minutes, I really like Jeremy Lamb. I think that at his price, um, he's going to have the ball a lot. He's going to be involved. And in a close game, they do go to him. So especially if Sabonis is out down the stretch, it'll be Brogdon to to Lamb a lot. So interesting game. Yeah. um, If Sabonis is out, then I think we could have some value. So I agree with you there. Lamb is probably the guy with the the best upside. I like his price at the low 5K range. So we'll keep an eye on him, see if he starts. Holiday and McDermott would be the the small forward value play on FanDuel, last guy in the lineup. If you need that price tag, you could go with one of those guys. On the Charlotte side, uh, Hayward on DraftKings is still playable to me at 7,500. You know, you get away from that three-guard rotation and you focus on the other score that they have, yeah. who is a little bit more secure in his usage. And he's been paying off that price tag on DraftKings where he's cheaper. So he's in play for me. And then I do think uh, Cody Zeller is worth mentioning. And I, I mentioned him on the last slate where he played. And sure enough, he got it 6x again, and they did not price him up. He's only 3400 on DraftKings. He yeah. got up to he got up to 18 minutes last game. If he goes over 20 minutes here, then you know all of a sudden I think you're in a pretty good spot. So he's he might be actually the only guy I end up playing from this game on DraftKings. Um, 3400. I, I like that price. It, are you concerned he's going to still split minutes with Bismack though? Well, yeah, and you know that's what he's been doing. He hasn't even been right. splitting because he's he's coming off the bench, but he's getting secondary. You know, he's on he's on that trend of fifteen minutes, eighteen minutes. So now if yeah. he gets twenty two, then all of a sudden uh, you get twenty five fantasy points out of him, and he's got almost eight x return for you. Yeah, Turner defense though, and a twelve game slate. That's the only thing. But I get your point. I think yeah. he's a he's a guy you want to circle because eventually he's going to start and play thirty minutes, and then to me, then he's in play if they don't, you know, move him up a couple thousand. So yeah, and the other thing is coming off the bench. I don't think he'll see as much Turner. He'll get some Goga, Jakar, Samson, guys like that, McDermott. So he doesn't want any part of Goga, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game two. We've got Detroit and Cleveland. Another 7 o'clock tip. Cleveland favored by three. Another low total here of 215. These are slow teams, 23rd and 27th in pace. They're not good offensively, 24th and 30th. 
Cleveland's decent defensively. They're ninth, but the Pistons are bad. They're 24th. That's part of the reason why they're 4-13. and 13. Yeah. The news here, we've got Blake Griffin out and Derrick Rose back in. And on the Cleveland side, we've got Del Vadova still out, Larry Nance Jr. questionable. So for me, uh, Jeremy Grant, you know, even better position without Blake Griffin. He is a little bit expensive, over 8000 on on both sites, so I probably won't go to Grant. DeLon Wright was terrific in that last game, but with Derrick Rose back and now he's priced up a little bit, probably won't go there. On the Cleveland side, uh, if you look at the matchup history, Drummond and Sexton, but especially Drummond, had a monster game against the Pistons. He had 64 fantasy points earlier in the season. But remember, that game was double overtime. So he had over 40 minutes, as did Sexton. So I'm not expecting 64 fantasy points out of him, but 8,400 on DraftKings I think is playable. Uh, I, I think he can dominate Plumlee. And Sexton, also a decent price on DraftKings at 6600 So it could be a one-off for me from this game. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of traps in this game. I think people are going to want to, you know, say, okay, Drummond revenge against Detroit, you know, that whole scenario. But I think that's sort of worn off at this point. You know, he's more concerned of where he's going to go next with all the rumors and and things about Brooklyn in different places. But, you know, to me, for for me to consider Drummond at all, I need to make sure Nance is out because they actually played Allen and Drummond next to each other for about 20 minutes in this last game. And that that is intriguing because, um, you know, I think that'll cause a tremendous problem for Detroit's, uh, you know, uh, front court. So I think... Uh, I think you got to look at that point with Nance and then Drummond can be considered. But after that, though, I mean, I, you know, I don't, DeLon Wright is definitely a trap. He's not going to get anywhere back to where he was there. Um, You know, the other Jeremy Grant is just so darn expensive. The pace in this game is not going to be strong. You know, Sexton is uh, a, a decent consideration, but with Garland back, and then the two bigs inside now, it just this looks like a rough game that can burn you, and it I don't it's just not really necessary with this low over under uh, to go there. So pretty much a pass for me, uh, but I do want to keep uh, my eyes on that uh, Nance news. Okay, we certainly will. Game three is the matchup between Sacramento and Orlando. 222 and a half total. It's gone up a bit yeah. since the opening number. Magic favored by one and a half at home. Injury news here. Hassan Whiteside is probable. Bielitsa doubtful. And on the Orlando side, Michael Carter Williams questionable with the foot issue. Do you like anyone here? You know, I'm not crazy about this game, even though Sacramento has the worst defense in the entire league. You know, that makes you want to. <clears throat> try to get an Orlando guy in there. And I do have one guy from Orlando I'm considering. Uh, but Orlando's 19th. They're not playing great D either. Sacramento's pace is 10th. So that helps, uh, you know, the case as far as a pace-up game for Orlando because they're 21st. Um, I don't like the fact that Michael Carter-Williams, I think, may play this game. 
And that, I think, is going to take a bump from Cole Anthony. Anthony's been a nice play uh, of late and doing pretty well, but he really hasn't done it with anybody but Jordan Bone as a backup. And now that Carter Williams will get some of those backcourt minutes, I think it's going to hurt Anthony. Um, I really think Vuk has to be considered here. I mean, they play the worst defense. Vukovic has been terrific. I mean, again, I always mention the same stuff, but, you know, he's taking a ton of shots. His rebound percentage is great. You know, 5.23s per game attempted from him. Uh, He's really the center of the squad. The over-under is higher than normal Orlando games. I know he's a big uh, spend up, uh, but, I, you know, Vuk is the only guy that I have a big circle around uh, in this game. Uh, on the Sacramento side, you know, they're just – they are so hard to predict. Uh, I do like uh, – definitely uh, have some consideration for Fox. I think, you know, he may get the pace going in this game uh, and, and can do well. I think they're uh, arrested teams too, so – uh, somebody to consider on that side. Um, Holmes has been, you know, playing a lot of uh, the big minutes, but uh, I don't know about this matchup with the pace down for them. So I'm not going to go any deeper with Sacramento. Uh, I'm not interested. I think a lot of people are going to go to Bagley because he's had a few good games. I wouldn't trust that yet, especially in, in this type of a pace down game for them. Um I know some people are going to start looking at Fournier and a few different guys, but for me, it's all about Vuk, possibly Fox, and then um, this isn't a target game for me. Okay. Yeah, not much of a target game for me he, here either. <clears throat> Probably one of the studs at the most. I agree with you. Vuk, Vukovic is in a great spot. I wish he was cheaper, but he yeah. he has earned that price tag. No yeah, doubt about yes. it. And he's paid it off some too. He has. I like Fox on FanDuel at 7,900. Anytime yeah. you can get a guy who has 70-point fantasy upside uh, sticking in the 7K range, he's just asking to be played in GPP. So I'm going to have to uh, cooperate and do that on some of my lineups tonight. Sure. All right, Coach. Game four. Big total here. The biggest on the board. 239 as <sighs> Brooklyn gigantic uh going to be in atlanta taking on the hawks brooklyn the six point favorites and these two teams remember had two matchups right around the new year and the first game the total was 286 good lord 145 to 141 brooklyn won that one a couple days later they played again and the total was only 210 it was 114 to 96 atlanta won that one how many people got stung playing that over and, and missed it by 30? <laughs> exactly. Yep. So um, in this context, we've got Atlanta coming in on a back-to-back. Right. They beat the Clippers last night by nine after Trey Young and Capella were questionable. They both played. So as of right now, we're recording this right around lunchtime here. We don't have any news on Atlanta if anybody's going to sit this Second night of a back-to-back, we know that Cam Reddish is questionable. So we'll keep an eye on that. Kind of like Trey Young's price on DraftKings at 9200 There are a number of point guard choices here on this slate. So he's not my first choice. But 
it is a good situation with the pace. It should be high scoring. Uh, Capella is is a lot cheaper on DraftKings, also at 9,100. DeAndre Hunter is a guy we've used a lot, really a glue guy for your lineup, and not only in real life, but in, in DFS. 5,600 I like on FanDuel. Herter is still extremely cheap on FanDuel at 4,800. There are some other sh- shooting guards I like, a little bit more expensive, uh, but he can, uh, you know, he can have a ceiling game at any time. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to avoid the three studs for Brooklyn. You know the the Hawks are surprisingly eighth in defense this year, yeah. so it's it's not a cakewalk, and they certainly turned up the defense in that rematch yeah. when it was when it was a much lower total. So, uh, you know, Irving at 8,800 on DraftKings that's the cheapest price you can get to get one of those three guys. Right. Um, you know, I think moving forward. Durant's probably the guy I'm going to trust a little bit more, but he's extremely expensive. So tough to tough to get to him on this three game slate. Um, that's that's about it for me. You know, it, it's a it's a huge total, but I may get one guy or, you know, with Hunter, he's probably the most likely a guy I get from this game. And and that might not be it. You know, it's, normally it'd be a type of situation where I'd want to stack it. But with the three studs there, I just don't think I can do it. Do you look at it differently? Well, I sort of like uh, Kyrie, and and the reason is just like you said, his price is not bad. I mean, that's he's of the three, he's the lowest, and uh, I just like that if he's playing against Trey Young. Trey is a poor defender; he's not a hundred percent healthy, and it's the second night of a back to back, and they needed all of Trey's minutes last night to win that Clippers game, or they'd have lost. So. You know, that's why I'm not playing Trey. I think that he's, uh, they're going to try to get him an extra shift of rest here or there. And I don't think he's completely healthy here. And he's going to have to try whatever their rotation is. He's got to guard somebody good with all those Brooklyn guys. And I would assume it's going to be Irving. So Kyrie's on my list because I don't feel like it's a monster payup. I feel like he's almost the upper side of the mid mid build uh, at the price he's at. So He's my first guy that jumps out at me here. Um, I'm with you on Hunter. I mean, we've had him in our lineup like 10 days in a row, and he keeps hitting his number, and it's a it's a pace-up game uh, for them, you know, uh, being that Atlanta's just middle-of-the-pack pace. Brooklyn's up to sixth already with this uh, gang of, of speedsters. And so, you know, I think you got to keep playing Hunter until they get him up to where he should be, like 7-2, 7-3. I mean, he's playing that well and doing everything. Um, you know, so I, I, I like Kyrie coming back with Hunter on the other side. After that, I'm with you. You know, I'd, I keep thinking Harden's going to have one of those monster games. But do you know in his last two games, his usage was only right around 20%. And in nine years... In Houston, he had two total games in nine years where his uh, usage was 20% or lower. So it goes to show you, we, you know, we've mentioned that before, but it's an important thing because we knew who'd be the alpha dog here, what would happen. I think we're seeing it. Uh, Durant's the alpha dog, Kyrie's second and Harden's third right now. So yes, that can change at any given time, but at least we know the pecking order at this point. And then we'll see where it goes from there. I don't think this is on a 12-game slate. You have to even begin to look at 
the Harris's, Jordan's, Herders. Uh, you know, Collins is always overpriced. You never know exactly what he's going to do. You know, Capella's a, a rebounding machine. We know that. And uh, he can get it done. But he's another guy that's not really 100%. I thought he was going to sit yesterday based on the news and he played. Now, there will be a lot more shot attempts based on, you know, the pace and, uh, you know, previous games and stuff. So Capella is so overpriced now. Ever since that 10-block game, they've gone crazy on his salary. I'd love to take it, but I'm not going to pay that money on this slate. There's no way. So pretty pretty cut and dry for me. Uh, I like the game. I think you do have to have some exposure. Uh, I don't. I think that last game was a bit of an aberration when it was 214 or whatever the number was. I'm not sure they get close to 240, but even if it's a 232-233 game, I think you need some exposure, and I think I'd have uh, plenty of that with Kyrie and Hunter. Excellent. Game five is another 7:30 tip tonight. Denver and Miami, 219 and a half total. Denver favored by six. This one's down in South Beach. The uh, the Heat are on the front end of a back-to-back. They're going to host the Clippers tomorrow. A lot of injury news here and health news, as always. Denver has P.J. Dozier out on the Miami side. The guys who are still out, Butler, Harkless, Leonard, Silva, guys who are questionable, Hero, Drogic, Bradley, and Vincent. Now, that's a lot of news, but I, what I want to know about is this matchup between Jokic and Bam. What do you think about that? I think that they cancel each other out a little bit personally. They're both super expensive. They're both awesome. But I think they'll get after it. And, uh, you know, the Joker's been playing great, but he's not exactly smashing his number in DFS the last week. He's just been getting close to it. But uh, I think Bam is a terrific defender. He's a little undersized against the Joker. But... uh, yeah, I, I see uh, uh, cancellation of each other here in this big slate. The, the big thing I need to know, though, flat out before I can really pick this game is, are Hero and Dragic going to play? Because all of a sudden, if they sit, uh, Kendrick Nunn is, is you know first guy in my lineup, and then a lot of things shift as far as shots and everything else that, that go. I, I would assume Dragic plays, but... You know, and Heroes w- was neck and neck spasms, but it's been like three games. So uh, what do you think? Do you have any insight on that or, or what do you think I on the Miami side? I'm going to I'm going to assume that Dragic and Nunn play. You know, Dragic has had that questionable tag and he keeps playing. So I'm, okay. I'm expecting at least those two guys to play. OK, OK. And does that affect your your build there then on the Miami side? Does that cancel each other out or, or are you still looking at Dragic? I think Dragic on FanDuel at 5,800 is is an excellent price, especially for cash. Uh, none is, is cheaper on DraftKings at 5,700. I think he's too expensive on FanDuel if Dragic is playing. So it's a potential one-off for me. I like the matchup. Murray's not a shutdown defender. So it, it's a possibility. But this is, you know, low total. Yeah. Both teams are slow. Denver's 26th. Miami's 19th. Yeah. Um, so not expecting a high-scoring game. But I'm I'm really interested here in Jamal Murray. He's just over 7,000 on both sites. He's been up and down this year. He got ejected from the last game. 
So after not playing huge minutes, let's let's get him back out here fired up. And, you know, we don't have all the great Miami defenders. So I think no. I think Murray's in a pretty good spot here. What are your thoughts there? Well, if I was a Miami guard, I'd wear a cup like you do in baseball. Because <laughs> now we know Murray's, you know, at any moment could punch you in the nuts. And so you got to you got to protect. <laughs> that was a crazy thing, wasn't it? I you don't yeah. see that very often, but uh uh that that was nuts. You know, Jamal Murray's a good play, no doubt about it. I think, you know, when he gets hot and it looked like he was going to have a good game too before he got, you know, the the nuts cracker there. So, um yeah, Murray's in play for me. Uh but after that, you know, I'm a little concerned about the rest of Denver now cuz all of a sudden you've got this dichotomy of you know, Porter Jr. looks fantastic. I mean, the dude needs to play. And you've got all this, you know, people in front of him. They, Millsap, you know, is their, one of their main guys. He's not. He's going to lose a lot of minutes. Uh, Jamichael Green, right? That's yep. who's been playing great for him. And then the Joker, obviously, is going to dominate ball. And Barton. we got that, yeah, Barton and Harris and all their guys. Morris gets a lot of minutes and sometimes finishes. So, a lot of uh, jammed up uh, people there, but Murray's uh, the guy that stands out on that side. Um, and then, you know, depending on the, the guard news, I'd go to uh, one of the Miami guards. But after that, I just, I think it's, you know, a, neither team's playing great defense, but they're both capable and in a, in a real, you know, head-to-head match uh, like this with the Joker and Bam, I think it gets a little bit, tighter maybe a maybe a good underplay actually if you're playing the game okay excellent well let's move to game six the okay. next 730 tip it's the lakers and 76ers a battle of heavyweights here lakers 14 and 4 76ers a solid 12 and 6 yeah. both these teams top five defensively yeah and so what you end up with is a total of 221 and a half lakers favored by three and a half they're on the front end of a back-to-back. They're going to play Detroit tomorrow. So I think their studs go after it here tonight, and then maybe we see one of them rest tomorrow. And speaking of their studs, I, I like LeBron a little bit here. Uh, you know, he had a vintage game against Cleveland, and now he's back in Philly. And remember, a year ago, this is the last game that was played right before the Kobe news. Uh, this is when he, uh, you know, was, I think he... Um, was it that he passed Kobe in scoring? The day before. The day before. Kobe. That was that was yeah. in Philly. Yeah. And then, of course, the accident the next morning. So I think it's going to continue to be heavy on LeBron's mind. And I think with this potentially close game, uh, battle of two you know, of the best teams in the NBA, I think we get full minutes here for LeBron. And I, I, think, I think he could do it again. So I like him a little bit. Uh, Pope is still a good value play, I think, on both sides. He's been shooting it so well this season. So he could fill out a roster for me. On the 76ers side, uh, the the news I should mention is that Seth Curry is probable. He's been dealing with uh, the ankle issue, issue after COVID. So he's been, he hasn't quite been him, himself here the last few games. Yeah. But he's probable to play, and we should have Embiid back in after he rested against Detroit. So out of these Philly guys... Not really thrilled with anyone in particular. Um, I think they're all fair price tags. Embiid, mid-9Ks. Simmons, 8,000. Tobias, 7,000. That's tempting. He's more of a cash game play for me. 
not really showing these big ceiling games, but a decent uh, cash game price for him. And then, of course, Danny Green, uh, your favorite player in the Eastern Good Conference, uh, going up against his former Lakers. So maybe just a little bit of extra juice for Danny Green, get him on the clipboard and have some fun, right? Two extra bricks because he's playing his old team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that in the here? next two games. Eighteen. He had eight. Do you realize he had 18 threes in the next two games after I bat him off? 61 fantasy points in one game. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this is going to be a fast one for me. I want to watch this game. I think you're, these are two teams that could possibly meet in the in the finals, although I don't think anybody's going to get by Brooklyn once they put it together. But uh, I don't want to take LeBron. He had all the narratives come together this last game. Back in Cleveland, he spent earlier in the day at his mom's house eating a home-cooked meal, got to visit with his best friend, uncle, and then somebody in the Cavs organization talked a little garbage about him. I mean, what you have to be brain-dead to do that. So... All of that took place, so you know that was a bit of a, a crazy game uh, that I don't think he'll come right back to. But too good, too great a defense here. You know, I talk about it every day. Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid are actually my two favorite defenders in the paint in the entire league, even better than Gobert to me. I just think they're so fantastic, and the rest of the guys can play D. And also, right now, Philly. With Curry back and Shake Milton has to get minutes and then trying to rotate in Maxie and some of these other guys. Ben Simmons, you cannot trust. Sometimes he refuses to shoot. You know, Tobias Harris is up and down. So they just have too many options there for me against, uh, you know, we have two of the top five defensive teams in the league. And then on the other side, yes, LeBron's going to get his, but he's expensive. I just don't feel like I have to go in like a small slate when you try to sneak in a Schroeder or Pope or one of those guys, I don't think you have to do that. Gasol's not really playable to me. You know, Harold coming off the bench still has to face uh, Embiid. So I just, this is going to be a hundred percent pass game for me, which is weird, but that's DFS. You know, sometimes the best real games are the worst DFS games. And I just think this one will be good, hard knock head to head basketball where they're utilizing the entire team, and I just don't see anybody stepping up and being a DFS play. Okay. Let's hammer the second half of the slate here, Coach. Okay. And let's start with another great matchup with Milwaukee and Toronto, also okay. tipping off at 730, two of the best teams in the East. And this total is one of those 228s that I mentioned. Yeah. The Buc Bucks are favored by six here on the road and the news is that pascal siakam is questionable yeah. so is this another game that you're just going to want to watch or will you have some exposure to it well i'll tell you i believe it or not i sort of like fred van vliet here i i think lowry's gonna get holiday um pressure and if siakam sits which he sat what two or three in a row now again i'm assuming if he sits there is that extra uh, usage and it, it's a lot because they they run so much ISO stuff for Siakam and I just think Milwaukee's DiVincenzo, Connaughton, all those guys a play sort of that would guard Van Vliet. I think he can take advantage of some of that and they're going to need him to score uh, to stay in this game. You know I do like the fact that it's Milwaukee's favored by six, but 
you know, this is that's a spread that I think will stay close. Very interesting here, though. You got a good and a bad thing. Defensively, uh, right now, they're ninth and eighth, which Toronto has just burst up uh, the the charts on defense to get to seven and ten. I think they were three and nine. So they're four and one in their last five and have moved up like 12 spots in, in, a, in a week. It's amazing on defense. Uh, so that's troublesome. But they're eighth and ninth in the league in pace as well. And uh, so that makes you think okay, there's going to get some extra possessions. But then, you know, they, they de- defend decently. Um, you know, I don't see this as being a Giannis buy-up on this big of a slate with the price that he is. You know, uh, having Siakam in there doesn't, you know, it actually, he's not a great defender. And I think it, it helps Giannis sometimes uh, on that side. So, you know, if they're rotating guys in Toronto to fill Siakam's spot, um, I think that that may be a little bit tougher on Giannis, just enough to, to maybe not have him smash. Uh, Middle, Middleton's going to get Ananobi's defense, which I want no part of that. He's one of the better defenders, so I'm going to fade Middleton. Um, don't trust Holiday Lopez, so I'm I'm going to you know pass on Milwaukee. Look at Van Vliet. Um, you know it's interesting. I'm not going to mention Boucher because Giannis's defense is so solid. Plus, uh, Baines is actually playing a little bit better and getting some minutes. Now, I don't think he's playable. I'm not even going to play him in a GPP because I don't trust that. There are some things that took place, I think, that led to that. Boucher had a couple of really bad turnovers, and Nurse pulled him. Baines got some extra minutes there. So I would say don't fall into the trap of rostering Baines on a slate like this, for sure. And But it's enough that I'm a little worried about Boucher's minutes. With Siakam out, you'd think he would just absolutely smash but he hasn't been playing as well the last couple of games, and his price is still ridiculous. So this is a good game, one-off here or there. If I can afford Van Vliet, I think it's a good spot for him if they keep this game close. Now, if Siakam sits and the backcourt is off, this game could also blow out. So, you know, it's a real uh, tenuous game, but I think it could be an important game on this slate. Well, here's a question for you in terms of Boucher. Because yes. I'm, I'm looking this over. What do you think the chances are that Boucher might start if Siakam is out? Because he, he hasn't been starting him. I, I don't know, know but if think, it's a think psychological about, thing. Think about these matchups, though. I know. Do you really want, do you really want Norman Powell out there? Because no. if you've got Ananobi on Middleton, who's going to guard Giannis? I think, That's right. I think Boucher might get the start. They bring Powell off the bench in this scenario. And then Boucher, you know, if he's out there and he's going to get over 30 minutes at 6,500, he might come into play for me. Well, I, you know, I completely looked at that as well. And and two things uh, concern me. Nurse, it just, he refuses to start Boucher. I mean, he, he, I don't know what, it's got to be some kind of coaching strategy, but what he's been doing, like every game, bringing him off the bench and then he always starts the second half for some right. reason. Again, that's whatever that strategy is, it is what it is. Here's the problem, though. Boucher is lanky and block shots, but Giannis he has to guard? I mean, I don't trust that because Boucher is still a bit raw, 
and he'll get in foul trouble if he has to guard Giannis too long. So that's the other concern is uh, if he does get those extra minutes with a start, it's extra minutes playing Giannis and getting in foul trouble, in my opinion. Certainly could happen. Uh, I, I would be concerned about the foul trouble as well. If for some reason Powell starts at 5,600 on FanDuel, he's in that group that I think you can consider as a shooting guard. And yeah. Van Vliet, I also like Van Vliet here at 7,900 for the reasons you mentioned. Yeah. All it right. sounds like we're we're building a, a mid-level pricing build, which I like. It does. I haven't had I, a whole lot of those lately. I do like that. And, of course, yes. that could change at the last minute with, with news, so we'll see. But, but yeah, it's Crazy. trending in that direction. All right, next game, we've got Boston and San Antonio. This is the only game tipping off at 830. 223 total in San Antonio. Boston, the four-point road favorites. And Boston finally going to have all their studs out there. Kemba, Brown, Tatum. And San Antonio looks healthy to me as well. Uh, We've got two teams sort of average pace, average defense, and Boston is top 10 offensive efficiency, but uh, San Antonio is average there as well. Uh, surprise, surprise, they're 9-8, and eight, just over 500. Yeah. I think this is a, a potential one-off game for me. I like Kemba's price on DraftKings. He's only 6,300. That's too low. He's been pretty efficient here in his return. He hasn't gotten over 30 minutes yet, but maybe this is the night that he does. Yeah. Um, probably won't go to Brown or Tatum although they are reasonable price tags, just tougher on a 12-game slate. And then on the San Antonio side, Lonnie Walker is pretty cheap, I think, for, for this type of game, around 4000 You could look there. He's he's a little bit boomer bust, though. Tough to trust. And then LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't know why he's 5700 on FanDuel. You know, He's a guy that can get you 40 fantasy points, so he could make a GPP lineup for me. Yeah, I I don't like this game much. I I mean, Dejounte Murray's looked good, but he's going to get Marcus Smart defense. I don't really trust anybody else on that squad. Lamarcus is, I don't know if it's his age now or whatever, but he's having some good games and some bad games. He's sort of been inconsistent. Uh, Pop likes to pull him and and at times and just play Pirtle and go big. I don't know. It's it's just I don't trust. Uh, anybody on the San Antonio side, Boston defends pretty well, but both teams are somewhat middle of the road. So not interested in anybody there. I do love Kemba, though. Kemba's one of my favorite plays at that price. He's ramped up minutes, sat the games he needed to sit, and he's just playing with a lot more confidence. I think his ownership's going to be low because everybody's going to say, okay, Tatum and Brown are back. They do completely do- dominate usage. But they were dominating usage when Kemba was still recovering and was out. Uh, and so those numbers are skewed. Plus, I don't believe that he's, you know, uh, Stevens is such a, a real, you know, very controlled, very cautious coach. I don't think he's going to blow Tatum's minutes out of the water. I think Tatum and Brown take a little bit from each other. But I think the guy that steps up and scoops a lot of that, and and I have him uh, marked for 32 minutes tonight, which may be a little aggressive, but I think it's Kemba. So for me in this entire game, I'm a, a one-off with Kemba for the reasons stated and ready to move on. Excellent. Let's go to uh, New Orleans, where the Wizards are going to come into town after losing last night in Houston. 
to play the Pelicans, and it's a 228 total. Pelicans yeah. favored by seven and a half points. Uh, injury news here is we don't know what's going to happen with Westbrook. Will he play on the second night of a back-to-back? We're Which not he sure. hasn't done this year. So Right. So assuming, his, assuming he is out, do you like this game? You know, it's... It's it's a tough one. You know, you've got an eight-point spread. Washington looked tired last night at the end of that game. They looked spent, and they also looked a little dejected because it's a, just another game. It was a four-point game with eight minutes left, and they lost by 20. So, you know, three and 10, uh, just things are not looking really good there. And then they've had all this COVID stuff. It's just sort of a mess. My concern here. Uh, of all the games t- on, on this slate, this is the one I think could blow out, and that that's a concern for sure. But if they keep it tight, you know, uh, Beal's so costly and, and played all those minutes last night, i just not comfortable there. But with Westbrook out, it is so hard not to, to just roster Beal because he's that good. Um, you know, Pelicans aren't anything to write home about at all. They're five and ten, very disappointing start. But if you look at the numbers too, here's the thing: Washington 28th, New Orleans 24th on defense. How do you not want to attack that? But this is why I want to try to get a Pelican or two in my lineup. Washington's the fastest team in the league, and they're going to be a little tired defensively because of playing last night. Uh, New Orleans is only 24th, but monster pace up game for them i love zion at the price he is he's gonna make most of my lineups today and you know i would consider a secondary guy possibly bledsoe because his price is so cheap um but you know we'll see i would love to go bradley beal i'll probably play a gpp with him because this is the kind of game he could go bonkers and i don't trust anybody else now you can get a value play on some of these secondary Washington guys, like, you know, the Robinsons, the Garrison Matthews, there's a whole bunch of guys that are going to get minutes, but there's also a lot of news that has to come out. We haven't had all those Washington guys counted out yet. There's some that might come back. So, you know, we need to make sure that that doesn't happen with any of the guys, you know, like Mo Wagner or Bertans or, Avdia or anybody that can steal minutes from any of those uh, cheap guys from Washington. So for me, I want to try to get a couple of Pelicans in there, uh, Beal probably in a GPP, and then uh, possibly a value guy from Washington uh, once I see who's definitely rolled out for them. Okay. Yeah, I like this game and the potential if the Wizards can keep it close with Westbrook out likely. So Zion at 7,800 on both sites. Uh, I feel I feel very strongly about him tonight. He'll be Bledsoe. highly owned too. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, Bledsoe, Bledsoe's in the mix for me uh, because of the price tag. And also remember this: there's been reports recently here that the Pelicans have been listening to offers for Ball. Lonzo Ball yeah. and/or Redick. And wouldn't it be fun if at about 8:45 Eastern? There was a news alert that, oh, Lonzo's not playing tonight. Uh, you know, he's involved in trade discussions, so he's sitting out. And you've Crazy. got Bledsoe waiting in the wings in your lineup, and you don't have to try to pivot and scramble. He's already there. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? 
that would be nice if they announce it after lock. I just had a thought. Why don't they trade him to uh, those guys to Charlotte and let the starting backcourt be ball and ball for Charlotte? Yeah, Wouldn't that be that, cool? <laughs> that would be fun. Definitely. So uh, that's the New Orleans side for me. On the Wizards side, I will look at one of these value guys. Uh, Neto, if he starts, he's been playing well this year, shooting really it well. Has. But he might be on a restriction. That's the only thing that red flag it. Yep, because he came back into lineup yesterday. So we'll see yeah. about that. And then Robinson, they priced him up on DraftKings. They did not price him up on Fandle. He's 3,600 yeah. still as a point guard. And yeah. I had him in a lot of lineups last night. He disappointed. He got 30 minutes, though, of action. He just yeah. he only shot seven times, so he didn't. That's because Russ played. That's why. Yeah. Russ doesn't give up the ball. Yeah, not not very much, unless your name's Bradley Beal. So yeah. uh, that didn't work out really last night. But I, I'll go back to him on FanDuel at 3,600 in some yeah. lineups for sure. I like him. He, yeah. he, he smashed the game before that, by the way. So, yeah. All right, three games left. We've got the 9 o'clock tip between Oklahoma City and Phoenix. Okay. 216 total. Suns favored by 7.5. They're on the front end of a back-to-back. They're going to host Golden State tomorrow. The news here, we've got Horford still questionable after the birth of his child. George Hill questionable with the thumb. If he's out, you could look at Diallo again. Uh, if Horford's out, you could look at Roby. He's still a fair price on both sites. Shea uh, getting a little expensive at 8500 so not sure I'm going to go there with Chris Paul likely dogging him. Yeah. On the Phoenix side, Booker is out, which is big news for me. Huge. Yeah. Sar- Sarge is out. Damian Jones is out. So with Booker out, all of a sudden we've got Chris Paul by himself in the backcourt with Aiton. So only two of the three studs out there. I like this opportunity. Oklahoma City, 22nd in defensive efficiency. And again, if Horford's out, that means that Aiton is going to go up against Roby. And we saw what Jokic did to Roby in the paint. He was just shooting over him at will after backing him down. Roby right. not, put, not putting up much of a defense and not really contesting his shots. Didn't want to get in foul trouble, obviously. And Aiton should be able to do that with his size and strength. So I like Aiton, the guy that I never play anymore because yeah. of these the, the three stars. But I like him tonight. Chris Paul is also in the mix. I'm not sure what OKC will do defensively, if, if Shea will get after him or if Dort will try to shut him down uh, You know, with, with Booker out. Uh, Bridges is also a fair price at 5,300, 5,400 without Booker. So I, I'm I'm looking at some Phoenix shares here that I don't normally look at. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Same same thought uh here. You know, with Phoenix, we've been waiting, you know, they've sort of been a three mini star group with, you know, Paul and Booker and Aiton, but with one of them out, now that they have one of them out, I, I love Aiton here as well. I think it's a perfect spot for him. He gets to not only face uh, you know, Roby, but he's splitting minutes with Muscala, who who I think you may be able to get a little jump hook over Muscala. I'm just saying. (laughs) So Aiden should have lunch there. And, you know, all that usage from Booker, yeah, it's going to get spread around a little bit. But, you know, I think a lot of that's going to end up uh, with Aiden, especially with, you know, the interior of the Thunder. Now, they may try to play Baisley, you know, 
defensively there a little bit, but it's mainly going to be Roby and Muscala guarding eight, and I think that opens it up for him. I'm interested to see if Lou Dort guards Chris Paul. I'm thinking that might happen. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to go to Paul because Booker's out. I'm not going to go there at his price, uh, especially if he gets that crazy Lou Dort up in his nose. So, um, you know, I agree with you. Shea is overpriced now for me, but he deserves. He's earned it as well. The only other guy I'll mention from this game is Mikhail Bridges. He gets a lot of nice shots up, and he may have, you know, if he has a Diallo or or one of the guys that are going to play in Hill spot guarding him, I think he could do very well. I think he might actually, uh, with Aiton, be the other guy that that really benefits from the usage bump that he gets from Booker being out. So uh, I'm all aboard with Aiton. Uh, I think Bridges, price-wise, is going to make some of my lineups. Uh, and on the Oklahoma City side, I just don't feel comfortable with the splits. I don't. I had Diallo the last time with that theory, and he played sketchy minutes. He did have a few runs where he was good, but they just they rotate a lot of guys with Poku and all those other, and they're just not that good. I mean, they're seven and nine now, so you know uh, reality's catching up to them. Uh, and then they face you know the Suns without Booker, so. Uh, they catch a break there, but I think Phoenix is too good. Uh, the seven and a half makes me think Phoenix, uh, you know, should do some damage here. So I'm going to stick with that side of the ball. All right. Two games left, coach. Next one involves your Mavericks as they travel into Utah. 222 total. Jazz favored by three and a half after their victory last night against the Knicks. A lot of news here with Dallas still. Guys now with questionable tags who've been dealing with the Health a lot of calls. Yeah. Jay Rich, Powell, DFS. Uh, on the Utah side, don't see any news right now. So talk to us about your Mavs. Well, they've lost two in a row and they have the next two games against Utah. So that's, you know, sorry, Dirk. Uh, turn around, Dirk. Don't watch. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, this game, you've got Utah on the second night of a back to back. So that helps a little bit. Um, it, you know, it helps the Mavs a little. Uh, the Mavs have been getting murdered inside, and Gobert had like 16, 17 rebounds last night. I, you know, he, I'm not sure how many rebounds he could have against Dallas, but it's not going to be pretty. Here's the thing, though. I just, I don't like this game. And I'll tell you, you know, it's Utah's moving up extremely fast in the defensive ratings, and uh, they're, they're terrific. Dallas has had a good defensive season thus far. And they both are super slow, 23rd and 25th. Uh, not going to pay up for Luka. Porzingis looked like absolute dog doo-doo the last game. So I would assume he'll bounce back, but no way I'm paying that price. Um, you know, I think the Mavs can defend Mitchell enough where he doesn't uh, blow up. And, you know, Utah wins as a team. If I, I love that coach, love that team. If you watch them, they have each other's back. They give up the extra pass every time. They defend for each other. They're a dangerous team, not just because they're 13 and four, but because they have that perfect chemistry. And they're about the only team that hasn't been hit with COVID at all, I don't think. So they've really benefited that way. But, uh, you know, I'm going to watch this game, of course, but I don't like this game for DFS. Nobody jumps off the board for me. Uh, Gobert, I think, 
could be nasty here with a terrible defensive interior for Dallas. But if some of those Mavericks are back, it's a completely different situation defensively. The, my favorite three defenders on the entire team for the Mavericks are Maxi Kleba, Josh Richardson, and Dorian Finney-Smith. They haven't played in like five, six games. They all may be back tonight. There's a possibility. If they are, then this game is even more of a lockdown, more of a reason not to play anybody from this game. So that's it. I just, I'm passing here all the way around. I don't like this game either, but with Porzingis, I do want to mention that I, I think they're going to have trouble defending him with the likes of Royce O'Neal. With his size, I think he's going to shoot over whoever is on him. And he, like you said, he was six for 18 in the last game shooting. Soft. He's got a, he he's looks got a, soft, though. That's the part that bothered me. You know, when you're seven foot, whatever you are, get your ass down to the block once in a while. You don't have to shoot fadeaways from 18 feet. Get in there. He's seven four. Get yeah. in there. Get get some. Get get your elbows dirty. I'm really yeah. angry with him. All right. Well, it looks like <laughs> Dirk is smiling at least, so maybe he thinks Porzingis will turn it around. And I think he's worth he a look to. in he, a GPP. Because the Mavs are dead without him, by the way. So yes. he's got to. All right. Sorry, I, I get right. a little worked up when. Uh... <laughs> on, <laughs> on that note, we'll go to the final game of the night: Minnesota and Golden State. This is another one of those two twenty-eight totals. Golden State favored by nine at home. They're on the front end of the back-to-back. They're going to head to Phoenix tomorrow. We've got D'Angelo Russell questionable with the quad issue. Jarrett Culver is out. The big cat, of course, is still out. And not seeing any news on the Golden State side. So starting with Minnesota here, everything is a domino effect from Russell. If he plays, we got to know if he's got a minutes restriction or not because he's pretty cheap on FanDuel at 7,500 in this yeah. pace up game. I mean, Minnesota's fifth in pace and Golden State is third. So this is a, a tremendous game on yeah. paper. We just need to see who's out there. If he's not playing, Rubio and Jordan McLaughlin are both still good prices. They were decent in the, in the last game when they got the chance. So you could go with one of those guys for a one-off. Naz Reed is still too cheap for me on FanDuel at 5000 as a starter here. And then on the Golden State side, Steph has the potential to smash here against Minnesota's 26th-ranked defense. And, oh, by the way, Golden State's still below average there at 17th. So, again, great game on paper. Wiggins is interesting to me going up against his former team again. Uh, he was solid last time out. This is a rematch from a couple nights ago. And then Looney, here's one more value play for you, Coach. He's 3000 on DraftKings and minimum price on FanDuel. He has been starting here. Uh, at least he did last game. They put Wiseman off the bench. So, so Looney, you're, you're somewhat recommending Looney? I am saying I he's going to be in my player pool. You give so me this a, is my one – every every – Day I get to do one dad joke. So Andrew, I think you're absolutely loony. <laughs> I'll take a I'll take a three thousand k a three k starter on DraftKings as a center. You don't think Weissman's going to get twenty four or twenty? He doesn't and, even and get twenty four minutes when he starts. Yeah, he gets, I think he gets eighteen minutes. So yeah. I'll take twenty four minutes from Looney at three thousand against Reed. 
and I'll take my chances. You know, six okay. points, ten rebounds, a block, and a steal, and you've you've paid off the price tag. So there you go. You're gonna lock him in, right? Have I convinced no, you? No, but I'm gonna pick take my first pick as a center, and the two brains are better for one, so I don't have to stare at Looney's number okay. all night. Um yeah, you know, statistically, you you brought it up, and it's true. I mean, this this statistically is the best DFS game to target. That 228 number is very solid. You have two really poor defensive teams and two of the top five pace teams. So, you know, statistically, I think we need to find a way. I mean, I don't love this game because of some of the, the players here, but I think you have to have some exposure. And it just, you know, it it's yelling out to you that, you know, th- that there's going to be some numbers. I think you start with Steph Curry. I mean, I haven't gone there much lately, but, man, Minnesota can't defend the backcourt. He's been hot. Uh, I, I hope I can find the money for him. He's so expensive. But, you know, it certainly has to be mentioned and should be in our player pool. Wiggins makes sense. I think Ubre makes sense as well. Um, I really don't trust Draymond, as you know. The Looney Weissman split I'm not interested in. On the Minnesota side, uh, I did read that if D'Angelo Russell plays, which I sounds like he might play, that there would probably be a limits, uh, limit on his minutes. So, um, you know, that concerns me a little bit. If he doesn't play at all, Jordan McLaughlin is a scrappy little dude, man. I played him last time, and he got his number. He was 6.5x. And looked like he could have gotten a little more. He had a few balls that didn't bounce his way. So he's dangerous. Um, Beasley's been overpriced and underperformed like almost every game this year. Uh, Kogi's not an offensive threat. We've talked about Vanderbilt a lot, and he's made his number a decent amount. But he does get Draymond Green defense probably, which doesn't help matters. You know, he'll bully him around a little bit. Um, and then... Nas Reed has been okay. I mean, you know, you can consider Nas because he can hit even hit a three or two and and chip in there, but they rotate at the big. So, you know, I, I may go with a value guy from Minnesota, and if I can fit Curry in, great. If not, I'm going to definitely try to get some exposure to Wiggins and Ubre. All right. Excellent. Coach, let's transition to our lineup building here on FanDuel. All gonna- right. Combined forces here on the two brains are better than one full FanDuel lineup, which we encourage you to play. And yes, often... send your comments between the two of us. We definitely need more than two brains. I, <laughs> I'm with you. We should call it like three brains, but <laughs> hey, we'll take it. You know, we'll take it. And we agree. So, yeah, and I'll let you start us off, coach. And while you're getting ready, uh, if you have questions or if there are changes to this lineup, there often are because of the news. Follow us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. All right, Coach, where are we going to start here? I got to say one thing because we're going to go through this and, and get it done. If you're watching us on YouTube, please smash the heck out of that, that thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button and hit the little alarm alert button. And we really, really appreciate that. Also, DFSCoachTalk.com, perfect time to jump in. We'd love to have you. All right. In the anti-Looney selection, I'm going to take DeAndre Ayton at center. Okay. I'm happy with that. I'm looking okay. forward to his performance tonight. I will start with a point guard here. I, I, wanted, I want to go with De'Aaron Fox. I think okay. because it's a lower total, I think his ownership will be down a little bit. 
but I'm hoping we get a ceiling game from from De'Aaron tonight. Very nice. I am going to follow up, and I know you have another guy you were interested in here, but I'm trust me, I know you're a Celtics guy too. I want to take Kemba tonight. Oh boy, he's only seven K. Come on, man. You don't like it. Get your Celtics gear out and root for Kemba. My Celtics green only applies to DraftKings tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Your pick, my man. I will go with Bledsoe here then. I want to get him in the lineup at 5,500 as a shooting guard because even if Lonzo doesn't get traded today, I like Bledsoe's chances in this game against Washington. Yeah, we have to have exposure to that game. There's no doubt. Um, I'm going to dive in with an underpriced Zion Williamson at 7,800, also from that game, uh, for more exposure to that one. All right. I think I want to get, uh, speaking of exposure to high total games, let's get DeAndre Hunter in here, 5,600 as a small forward, and get exposure to that high-scoring game. Yeah, I love watching Hunter play, man. He does everything. He's just the perfect guy. Uh, And and they're not jacking his price up, which I don't quite understand. Um, Oops, I went on to uh, DeAndre Hunter. All right, how about if we, you know, this is a bit of a hunch play, but I feel comfortable with it. I like Jordan Clarkson at 5,300. I think he gets extra run tonight because it's the second night of a back-to-back. And the dude just is a DFS points per minute monster. And there's another guy that's underpriced. You tell me he should be 5,300? That doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So we've got two spots and 12,600. This medium build is looking very good. All right, so we may have to play with this a little bit. I'm gonna. I'm looking at a pay-up option at power forward. There's a okay. couple of value plays there I like, but I Bam. think this might work. No, I'm not looking that high. I don't think we can. Don't take him. Chris Stapps after I, it's, it. It's either Porzingis or John Collins, and I know you don't like John Collins. I hate John Collins. But this is what I have to do after you put Kemba in there, and I, I don't get to play Murray. So let's see what happens if. We go with Porzingis. Okay. I mean, it. my streak could continue. Usually when I crush somebody on this show, they step up. Mm-hmm. And I I see them, like, in when I'm watching them score each bucket, I swear they turn and shoot the bird and say, hey, coach, enjoy that loss. So, all right. But that would leave me with how much here? 4,200. 4, yep. Thanks, Andrew. That's Appreciate all you get. that. Do we even Spend have anybody down there? I let's see. I don't want Miles Bridges. Ooh. I'm not taking Danny Green. Oh boy. Justin Holiday. Oh God, this is that's bad. it. Those are I like both of those choices. Danny <sighs> Green, narrative, or uh, Holiday. Both I, good choices. I, I can't. What a gift! Me. You've got two good value options. I am just decimated. I'm so angry that I'm left with this. I'm going to I'm going to really steam you here. You're not going to be happy, but look, this is two brains, not one, and why can't Miles Bridges have a game? No, don't go there. Come on. Come on, trust me. No. Yeah. No. How well, could then you you're going to have to buy down on then buy Justin down Holiday's on starting. 
If I do, there's not there's not really anybody in the around fifty two hundred that's very attractive either. Go How with Holiday about, or Green. I don't like either one of those guys. Holiday's I, starting. I, he just put up a double double for you. He's a baby. I would take Cam Johnson at forty six hundred and be happy. Can't afford him. Oh, this, this I know Miles Bridges sucks. All right, I refuse to take Danny Green, so I'll. I'll succumb to your pressure, and I'll take Justin Holiday. Right. Even though I think Jeremy Lamb's going to steal a little bit of thunder, but he's playing good ball, so yeah. we don't need him to smash the slate. Okay. We just need him to get it done. All yeah. right, so the two brains are better than one. We have 100 bucks in the tank in case we have to make any switches, which the last two weeks we had to make. So pay attention to the switches. Our man... Uh, uh, our either guy actually, uh, Tyler or Joe will be uh, posting it on Twitter for those that aren't members. If we have any changes on this lineup and in Discord, this will be our GPP play on FanDuel, and we'll post any changes there. But we have Kemba Walker and De'Aaron Fox, Jordan Clarkson and Eric Bledsoe, DeAndre Hunter and Justin Holiday, Zion Williams, Kristaps Porzingis, and DeAndre Ayton. There you go. There it is. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The nasty nine. Let's hope they get it done. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We thank you for joining us. If you do want to grab a membership, again, dfscoachtalk.com. Pick up whichever length of time you want. We'll send you an email with the invite to our Discord. Jump in there, and then we give out the lineups about 20 minutes before tip-off. We will also build our two hybrid lineups tonight to give out to our members. So if you're looking for an opportunity to build the bankroll, steadily then we are a great option for you because we're going to give you that cash lineup to use and help you pick out which contest to select then on DraftKings, of course we have our coaches clipboard so any questions reach out to us on twitter at dfs coach talk again thank you for tuning in on behalf of the coach and the rest of the dfs coach talk team i am andrew hansen we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it again in nba dfs